Thank you. Please add to them. Okay, this month of Cheshvan is sponsored by Moshe Niva Kesselman, Chayalim, protecting Am Yisrael. The week is sponsored by Yechiel Levinson in memory of his father, Moshe Mordechai ben Zalman ben Yamin, and by Carolyn Stone Applebaum in honor of Bonnie and Ellie Stone's 35th wedding anniversary, and by Nitz and David Jerome in honor of Nachalibi's first birthday. All right, Shkoyach, everyone, thank you for coming. We're going to be... We're going to be spending time. I'm trying to get, I don't know if any of you have this safer. This safer from Rav Kluger, do you have this one? Korval Nafshi. It's not in English yet, it's in Hebrew. But we're going to be spending a lot of time with it throughout this year. We're going to be doing a lot of different svarim from, from, uh, from Rav Kluger. It's called Korval Nafshi, and I'm, I'm working on getting a, 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 whole, a whole batch of them. Um, what I want to do today. Bezrat Hashem, Bezrat Dishmayim, is the following. I need you to, I need you to each just be as, as, um, as focused as possible to answer a very, like, very, very chashuv uh, question. I'll give you an, I'll try to explain this. Later tonight, I know that I'm going to be doing something late tonight with uh, some, with Rav Dov Zinger which the last time I saw him was the day before, uh, when was it? The day before So Thursday. Thursday morning, Cholamoyed. Right? So the last time I was with him was Thursday morning, Cholamoyed Sukkot. And there's certain people that we're, we're, we see or we're in touch with or we connect with now, and we haven't seen them, haven't been with them since, since, since before the whole world changed over. And I started thinking to myself the following thing. After just thinking about being with him tonight, I started thinking about to myself the following thing. What were the things that were bothering me before Simchas Torah? What, what were the things I was really struggling with that really actually tafas that really were consuming me and that really shifted, it, it, it was influencing my machshava, my midot, and everything. What were the things that were really you know, consuming me. So I want you to think for a second of one or two things that were really bothering you before Simchas Torah. The met. Like they were really, that you were in it. Like, it got you. If you could remember. If you're able to remember. Uh, yeah, if you're able to remember. If you're able to remember any of this. And you'll see why. It's very, very important for today's learning. Bichlal, for the Malach that we're going to be embarking on now. Anyone remember? We're not. I'm not going around and asking. It's not about like. Okay, now it's your turn to say. It's not that. It's it's for you to be. You know. Where you are, with this question. Whatever it is, and it's important to try to remember this. Whatever it, whatever it is that you were consumed with, like whatever that was, whatever the problems in life were, whatever the things that were bothering you in life were. Pay attention and, no- and notice something. That when we're completely stuck in certain places, that we think that there's no way in the world for us to get out of it, the fact of life is, is that 
we have been out of it, out of the things that we were completely absorbed with, that controlled us, that took over our mind. The fact is, like they say in the, in the Gemara, whenever anyone wants to say, you know, I, I, I can prove this because this happened by me, the Lashon of the Gemara is, Bedidi Havi Uvda. That means, in me, in, in my, uh, the, the, story, the story is, like, th- this happened to me. Bedidi Havi Uvda. And I, I think it's very important for us to understand that we are living examples of getting out of ourselves. Now, Hashem Yerachim, what it took for us to get out of ourselves is, 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 uh, is the worst thing, is the worst thing in the world. The worst thing in the world. However, the notion that this is what happened in our life is something that we have to look at and realize, okay, this, this, this is a very important time, very, very important time for Avodat HaNefesh. There are some tzaddikim that their Mesirat Nefesh, tzaddikim, tzaddikot, there are people that their ability to be outside of themselves and not get so lost and consumed with, with self-introspection all day long in a negative way, that for them, the day before Simchas Torah was the same day after Simchas Torah. There are people like that, you know? How much? Like the, the, I'm talking about the level of being able to, to not be so completely taken by our own inyanim, right? To not be so completely taken by our own inyanim. And that's why I asked, and I, and I really, if it takes you another few seconds, I just think it's such an important thing for us to realize like we, this is mamash our examples of look think for a second what you were consumed with the day before Simchas Torah what overtook you what was you if you can remember like what was the thing that you were so angry that you're still struggling with or what was the anxiety that, that you felt on Cholamor and Sukkot this year um, what was it you know what was it so to go back to this what I told you when I was thinking about Rav Dov Zinger is that I actually was in one of the highest ex- places and experience I have ever had in my life on Thursday morning in the Great Synagogue with Rav Dov Zinger and his chevra. The tefillah that, 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 that Shimon and Esti are, are, have, have, have a, new, a new world of davening that I never knew, Amash, I, I never knew existed before until I was there. And then, how long did that last for? So that was pretty high. I'm trying to remember what Thursday night Cholamoid was. It was Leila Shana Rabba, right? Mm-hmm. Leila Shana Rabba. What was Leila Shana Rabba? Here. Here. Nachon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Leila Shana Rabba. There was a program both for men and women in the shul. Nachon. The women were at our house. Oh, right, right. The women were at our house. Nachon. Nachon. <laughs> and then Friday. <laughs> Friday morning was Hoshana Rabbah, right? Nachon, Nachon. So Friday went out, yeah, also, like, so, 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 so special, so special. Like, do I remember the thought? I remember the thoughts I had walking to Shul, Simchastara uh, morning. I was really planning, like, at a certain point, the need. I remember I kept the light on in the office and even the air on so that if I needed to get a breather in between all the Mishagasas of whatever's going on in Torah, it would have. I remember all the food 
that we had stored by us in the fridge now for the women's, right? Right? So I'm, I'm starting to, so, oh, what did I think about that? And the food there and storing it in the kilukot v'emel, it's like something happened to us and, the, and all those things now are completely, completely um, not what's consuming us at all, whatsoever. So the fact is that it's possible. And the avoda is to actually get to that place out of Bechira, out of choice. I, I, I want to discover a, a way that I could live like that to not be consumed by things that take me, oh, take all mamish, take me over, but actually through Bechira. Now, in today's world, we have some amazing material and stuff from all the chevra that are, that are from, um, you know, we're the world of mindfulness, that are, that are speaking a lot about, um, you know, speaking a lot, a lot about observing the moment. Don't judge the feeling or the emotion that you're feeling. Like very deep stuff. I don't know if you, how much you're familiar with this stuff, but this is mamash all over the place because it's taking people out of jail, out of their own jails, mamash. And it's very holy work. But like everything that we're seeing that has some kind of ashpa on souls today, it's all rooted in, in Torah. Everything. It's all rooted in Torah. And as we're now embarking on the journeys of Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, Sarif Karachal and Leah, we're going to see how all these methods, the, all, the, all these shitot of what people are, are speaking about in terms of, like, you know, not just mental health, but all forms of spiritual growth, it's all in the Torah. So today we're going to just see one example of it, and it's the beginning of a long ma'amar. As you can see, the title is Hakoach Lafrid Ben Adam Leven Matzavav. The strength that a person needs in order to separate themselves from them to the, to the condition that they're in, to the situation that they find themselves in. All right? There are more pages up here. Do, do you need? There... Okay. And this is from Avram Tzvi Kluger, Shlita of Beit Shemesh. Not the most easiest Hebrew, but not, not, not so hard to crack. So just follow inside. There are those that are found inside whatever they're going through. And the situation they're going through is an inseparable thing that the person, of the person himself. So I just want to preface something, another thing by saying, it's not always bad. There are moments when it's actually good that what you're going through is actually inseparable from you. Where I just gave a bunch of examples about bad stuff and anxieties and stress and crisis v'chulei, but we're also going to see that there's an avoda of, of choosing how to say, this is actually what is. I'm, I'm not going to experience this as an outsider. Judge, you know, observing a thought or a condition. I'm actually, the avoda is to be fully consumed by it as well. Is that a clear? Well, we're going to give an example shortly. So, what are the situations that a person finds themselves in and they're inseparable from it? It could be a simcha or it could be sadness. You feel this matter, you sense it in your soul and even in your body, as we all know how much, you know, physical manifestations of, of basically 
you know, stress and anxiety and worry could cause a person. These are not new chachmas, they, they appear physically as well. A person like this, so this person that is, that is feeling, that is going through whatever they're going through, and they're inside the matzav, they're not outside the matzav, they don't see it, they can't observe it from the outside. And if they were able to observe it from the outside, they'd be able to lehanhigo. They'd be able to direct it. They would be in control of it, and not the situation that you're in being in control of you. They could, they could stir the, the, the wheel, you know, they could lehanhig. They could direct the traffic in their mind. How far deep should I go into this thing that I'm experiencing right now, that I'm feeling? A person usually feels that they have no shlita, they have no control. When you're completely lost into a situation, now whether it's good or bad, you sometimes feel, I have no shlita in this. This is driving me. This is riding me. I'm not the driver. I'm not the driver. My, I, I'm just like gasping for air. But I'm not the driver. I have no control over this. I'm just... Oh, this is like, it's very important for me to say, this is all so much easier said than done right now. As we're learning something from the outside. This is the hardest thing in the world when you're in it. Mamash. I think everyone could, could, could at a certain point... Lehizdahot could identify themselves in a certain situation that you're completely consumed by something. And if someone came and told you right now, you have bechira right now as to how much more you want to indulge yourself with these thoughts and what they're causing you, they'd punch you in the face. It would actually evoke anger when you're in it. Matzavim shelachatz muaka. Situations of, of, of stress and distress, pressure and distress. All types of worries and concerns. That means anger or feeling insulted. That's the, that's the master one, right? It's like someone insults you. And then someone, and a good friend comes and tells you, you know that you have the Bechira right now to decide how much you want to be insulted by that person. That's not what you want to hear, even though that is absolutely the truth. There's nothing more true than that statement. And in fact, that's even more, sometimes it's even more insulting to the person that just got insulted. Any type of, of pain that a person feels. Excitement or happiness. All these emotions Basically, this is the interesting usage of uh, terminology here. But he's basically saying this is like an upside-down barrel that's placed like mamish on, on, on your forehead. Right? It's like put on you. Put on you. And, you th- and someone's going to tell you, you have a bechira to experience this in any other way. You feel that the world and its weight and God has it in for you. God has it in for you. Mamash, Hashem has it in for you. Um, you feel this is the most impossible situation have any form of shlita'an. Now, let's think about this a little bit differently. Any type of nose'i'uni. Do you know what that means? Nose'i'uni. 
How would you say that in, in, in proper English for Ashir? Nosei Yoni means anything that catches your, uh, your world of thought, but not, not necessarily in a feeling or an emotion, but wrapping your head around a sugya in a Gemara. Like if you've ever seen, you know, there's a concept that's called Ritcha Doraita. Do you know what that means? Ritcha Doraita, Ritcha, what's Ritcha? Your toach. Boiling, right? Ritcha Doraita. So that boiling, fuming, that you, you, energy that one produces when they're in a sugya in Gemara, if you've ever seen people that have this, they will, if you're really in it, and you're completely wrapped around the sugya, when I mean wrapped around the sugya, it means, we should all bless to be tasteless, that you really can't sleep at night until you've figured out what Tosfos is saying. There are people like this. <laughs> you know? And the brutal look like they're fighting and ready to kill They each other. look like they want to kill each other. They, they look like they want to kill each other. You know, they don't. They, they, they don't end up killing each other, but when they're in it, so it's called Ritcha Oraita. That means like a boiling fume that's coming from a sugya, from trying to decipher a code, a halachic coding, you know, and that's where it comes. Why? Because you can get so wrapped, you can't see anything else at that moment other than what your mind is wrapped around. So again... Sometimes, like I said before, sometimes that's wonderful. <laughs> as long as you don't end up hurting anybody, sometimes that, that's a wonderful, beautiful thing. Or, what's, or that this same type of process that happens to your mind, that you're completely, completely wrapped up in something. What, what's Mile de Alma? What would be a good example of Mile de Alma? Mile de Alma means... Things of this world, like... What am I going to wear uh, to my daughter's bat mitzvah? Huh? <laughs> daughter's bat mitzvah? <laughs> that's already holy. I was thinking, like, uh, that's, that is more, that is more condition. Even that, yeah. That could be completely, yeah. Um, this is clearly women's year, but I'm saying. <laughs> think of something that men and women can relate to for a second. Opinions on social media. Completely wrapped around... What, how is that person going to respond? How am I going to respond back to it? What's their take? What, you know, all these things, like we can be completely wrapped in a sugya until I realize, oh my God, I got so caught up in this. This happens, Mamish, all the time. I got so caught up in this. You know, I, I have this, I, I think I told you that. Um, I, did a, I, I haven't done it since, since uh, probably since around Yom Kippur time. I'll just share with you a little bit personal, but for me, um, I take this, I take a walk with some, I think I shared with you, I take a walk with this like 75 year old man every Friday night when I go to shul from my house. And I ask, you know, the man, I ask this person, like, tell me something, what, remind me, like, what, what's really Kedai to like care about? And what, what, because you have so much life experience and what, what really should you just not get so warp, you know, warp, completely consumed with? It's so easy. So easy, especially with the shul stuff. It's so easy. So you know, every every, every Friday night, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. You don't, you never saw him, right? Now it's because it's me. I'm, I'm taking a walk with a 75 year old version of me. Every Friday night, I do this. I'm serious. I'm, I'm every Friday night. I haven't again. I haven't, it hasn't happened since around Yom Kippur time because it's just bichlal oshama, bichlal oshama, and I don't even know if I have the chutzpah to choose to come out of what I'm in right now because I don't, I don't really want to, actually. 
it's a conscious choice, but we're going to speak about that for a second. But generally speaking, like I always imagine an older version of myself, like talking to the young me, which is now still young in the, in comparison to the 75-year-old person, and, and ask, like, can I sense what really isn't Kedai to be consumed with? You know? Can I, can I, can I sense already now what's not Kedai to, to really care too much, to, to love, but not to care too much about the hashpa'ot that these things have on me. And it's an, it's an amazing, I wish, it's only on Friday nights that I wish we lived further from the shul. Because <laughs> then it would be a longer, <laughs> a longer, longer time, longer discussion. So again, Kmochen in the bottom of the, the right column, Kmochen Nosei Yuni Sugiya Bagmara Olahav Yomile de Alma, Shehalomed Natun Kulo Beimkei Kushia Osafek Menakir, Veenoro et Atzada Shenishelainian Miro Veyoto Shakua Betzad Echad. I'm so in the Sugiya that I'm fully, um, uh, completely, my mind is just in the Mahalach that I've built to get to the conclusion that I hope to get. Right? It's, it, I'm, I'm hoping to get to the conclusion that I've been building up. That's how it works in Gemara. But that's how it would also work in mathematics and with physics as well, in terms of trying to get to certain equations and for that to add up based on everything that you had before, the humility you need to say, well, maybe I missed something in, the, in between A and B. I'm already on, on, on T, right? Maybe I missed something between A and B. It's almost impossible. Almost impossible. Now the country has to figure out if we could be humble if we could actually have Anava and realize, you know, this whole thing called 1948 till 2023, we may, we, may, we may have missed something in C or D, or maybe even in A. But it takes a lot of humility to get yourself out of a certain, אינו יכול לסכם את הדברים ולתת להם הגדרה כוללת מאחר שעודנו מצוי באמצע אחד השלבים וטרם נחלץ להתייצב מבחוץ ולראות את כלליות הדברים. We're unable to summarize and give some kind of a, a הגדרה כוללת, like a general definition of what we're experiencing, what we're going through, because we're still in it. Um, and we're in it, you can't see the things that clear. You can't see it that too big. Ach, yesh matzav sheni. There's another situation. Shehaadam hufrad min ha'inyan, when a person is separated from that which they are immersed in. V'naasa ke'omed michutzalo. And they're looking at it from the outside. And here I want to say something. I hope you hear what I'm saying in a very clear way, Okay. One of the drives in the world of psychedelics is to be able to, for this to be activated, right? I'm, I'm not speaking about the healing elements and all the other things that you know, people are speaking about today. I'm just speaking about this element of being able to be pulled out of what you're so immersed in and to observe it and to look at it. Kamuvan, you know, I, I believe Bemuna Shlema that with you know, with, with real, real dvekut uh, in the world of Torah that, and, and real deep work inside, breathing work, and all the things that are available to us, that there are, this is the point, not only is this accessible, you know, without 
the usage of something from the outside. It's actually, I, in my humble opinion, that's the point of real deep pnimius of Abodat Hashem. And, and he's going to explain this very clearly. Ha'adam nitzav mul ha'matzav ve'eno chelek mimeno. A person is, is mul. He's standing mul. That means like a cross, right? Opposite. Not, not, well, opposite, not, not against, though. I don't want to say opposite. Meaning facing. Thank you. A person's facing the situation, but they're not part of it. Kegon matzav shel simcha o'etzev. That when it comes to happiness or sadness, a person, they start to feel an emotion, but they're like, wait a second, what is the cause of this pain? What is the cause of this, that which is making me happy? That means to really introspect the depth of, the, of, of what is causing this emotion. And then to choose, do I want to become part of this feeling more, or not? Or not? He's saying this is, this is a possibility. That it's actually possible to do this. Um, you know, the people that are the strongest anchors for me in my life, that really provide me with hadracha and guidance, are those that actually have some kind of set of tools to do this kind of work where you're basically saying, okay, this thing is making me happy. What about it is making me happy? The fame or the actual thing that's, that this is about? What is making me happy over here? The fact that I feel like I'm part of something or the thing that people are being happy over? Now let's go to sadness. What is causing me sadness? That I feel pain over what happened or because, what could be another reason? Scared for my own well-being, for sure. What else? Jealousy. Well, that would bring sadness. People. Explain. Um, you, you're not in touch with the concept of jealousy. You just think you didn't get what you wanted. You feel sad, but it's really because you feel a lack. It's triggered by it someone else has something. I get it. Very good. Okay, that's very good. Now. What happens is, in this Sefer, there's going to be an, a literal how. We're, we're discussing a lot of whys right now, but how is... Mama, it's not coming up in three months. It's probably next week. But I I'm, I'm just want to say, because sometimes lear, these, these, these <coughs> learnings, they trigger so much in me because it awakes so many different things in me, but then it leaves me hanging. And I, I, I'm just telling everyone, there's, there's a very lamaisa over here, okay? Because we're speaking a lot of theory right now, especially with things that we want so badly to have. Like, what, what wouldn't we do to have the acholet, to have the ability to actually live like this? To really observe the thing that I'm beginning to feel and wonder, how much is it kedai for me to continue to go into this? Now, it's a very interesting time that we're in right now, to say the least. I think we're, it's, it's so interesting to learn this dafka now because would anyone ever, ever give up anything that has to do with the pain that Am Yisrael is feeling right now as well as the general sense of, when I say simcha, I got to be very clear. No one's happy, but some, maybe simcha is not the right word. Maybe pride. Sorry? Connection. Connection, 100%. Like, no one has a shaila right now. Is this connection worth spending more time with? Uh, do, I, do I really want to make, you know, we're not even, it's not even part of the way that, it's not the filter system that we're going through right now. 
Because we've, we've bypassed all of this as a cloud right now. We're, we're in the middle of it. That's why I, I wanted to say in the beginning, and, I, and I, I hinted at it, there are times in life that you see that the neshama klalit is the one that's making decisions, and not the neshama pratit. That means nishmat am Yisrael as a whole sometimes makes decisions. Same kind of decisions. And it's chosen to go fully in to the story of what's happening right now. The way we give more koach to the neshama klalit is that in moments in life that the neshama pratit has to show up and it shows up, that strengthens the klal for when it's needed to make these choices of being full in. You realize, none of us consciously chose to be fully immersed in what we're in right now. None of us did. This is something that's much, much bigger than the, than the prat. But in order to continue the healthy development and growth of, of Nishmas Klal Yisrael, then avoda like this is very, 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 you know, it's very, it goes hand in hand. Like another phrase is ha-behatalia, that means it's, it's each dependent on each other. And that's what we're trying to do in these types of shiurim. Beterem yushpa benafshou begufo mitchusha mesuyemet before one of these midot, one of these things of sadness or, or, or worry or, or being insulted or forgiveness or laziness, before it starts to really influence a person's soul and body, or even after these emotions have begun to make their impression on a person, but a person was able to step out of it and begin to observe it and not judge it, he observes it, meaning he judges it to see, is this shayach for me? Is this actually going to be beneficial for me or not? Is this what I want? It's all about ratzon. Is this actually what I want? Usually when we're so consumed by these emotions, we don't... Someone says to me, you know, if you don't want to feel like this, you don't have to. Again, that's the... You can't hear that from someone when you're in it, right? But here he's saying to be able to go outside, you can then, like he ends off here, From the outside, I could actually observe and say, what effects, what short-term effects, and what kind of long-term effects is this emotion, if I keep on, keep on living with it, is this emotion going to have on me? Right? What, what is this going to have on me? And, and why is it so different from today? Do you think any of us are under the impression that the long-term effects of what we're going through is like the healthiest thing for our children? <laughs> However, the neshama klalit said you're all in. But when it comes to the neshama pratit, the individual soul, it's a different story. It's about Bechir. I'm, I'm, I'm a person of, of choice. When you, when you step yourself outside of something, you're able to say, oh, I see other things here. Maybe, maybe I see other elements here. Maybe it's worth feeling that, that, that tchusha. For instance, like one of them. And that's a very important one. When I'm in something and I'm immersed by it and I'm consumed by it and I'm in pain by it, no, you can't tell me right now, have compassion on yourself. You're saying, have compassion on myself. I can't get out of this jail. What are you talking about? 
when you start to step outside of it, and someone introduces you to the concept of self-compassion, that seems like the nicest thing in the world at that moment. To, to discuss, to, to begin to play with this concept of, of real holy self, not self-pity, self-compassion. And to see, oh, from the outside, now I could start to use that on me. Where could I sprinkle some holy self-compassion on myself? Sholef Now he's going back to like Gemara language. You pull yourself out of the sugya, we're on the next page, the sugya that you're so immersed in, in order to summarize the parasha that you're in and give them some type of defining, uh, a general definition. A person, basically, nechlatz means to literally, uh, yeah, to, to rescue yourself, yeah, from just being such a subject of the matter, part of it, in order to look outside and to look at the big picture. And here he says like this, where did we learn this? This is what Av Mavinu was taught by Hashem. In Parashat Lech Lecha. Bifchinat ma she'asa Hashem itbarach la'avram avinu, be'et she'hifticho le'otzi mimenu am zgula ve'goy kadosh. Avram avinu. In that amazing conversation he has with Hashem, in that revelation, where Hashem promises him, you guys are different. I, I, have, I have big plans for you and your offspring. Huge plans. Something that the world never saw before. And the world was around for 1948 years by then, Nachon? Uh, actually, probably even more, because 1948 plus 75, right? So, what, what was it? Uh, it wasn't a setup. I really didn't. Uh, that's that's pretty crazy. Shenemar. So, what does the parsha say? God says, "Come come outside." Now, we didn't wait for Rabbi Nachman to come and give a perush on what that means to come outside. Rashi is right there. He's right there. Cut of Rashi. It's a very famous Rashi. That what did he do? He took him out from the confines of space of this world and elevated him to a place that's even higher than the stars. Then Rashi continues there and started talking about the constellations, the what does that mean that he took him out of the confines of, of space of this world? What's that? Completely. Like, completely. He said, let, let me, because Avram Avinu was trying to understand what, he, what is this thing called Torah, basically? What, what is this purpose that you're going to give us a Torah and everything? He said, because the Torah was meant to really play a role in your life that you can take yourself out of what the whole world thinks that you're completely jailed in. That's why Avram Avinu is called Avram Ha'ivri. That he's on one side of the world and me'ever, and on the other side of the world, is everyone else. This is, I'm, you know, I could get really sad right now thinking about the world of Torah right now because how many people actually learn Torah in order to implement these types of things? this type of tikkun amidot, you know. More and more. Baruch Hashem. So I'm trying to get happy. <laughs> but we need more and, we need, we need much more of more and more. <laughs> Amen. 
know, we need we need much, much, much more of more and more of whatever was because when we when we choose to elevate ourselves higher than whatever the whole world, then there's no way in the world we would be in messes like we're in today. En sikui. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. The mess is being being wrapped around sugyas in of the, of here of being down here in this world. It's not. It's, that wasn't what Hashem had in mind when He told him, "Ravinu, listen. You know, you can have a nation. It's going to be like this, <laughs> this most beautiful thing in the world." You're going to be a zgula for me. What's a zgula? A zgula basically a zgula is something that you can't understand. That's what a zgula is. Rav Simcha Baruch Hashem explains this. Everyone has all these shots and zgulitem li zgula mikolam. He's like, wait a second. Zgula means Rav Simcha Baruch says in Gedusha Simcha Yisrael. He says zgula means something that you can't understand. And that was amazing that that actually sufficed to Avram Avinu. Like Avram Avinu got that answer from Hashem, and he and he was like, yeah, that that that, that talks to me. Because I can't understand what was burning in me to even search for you in the first place. So I can't understand it. And we're walk, working the whole world, trying to explain our rights. It's really working really good for us. We've had amazing success. <laughs> because it's not our parsha. <laughs> it's not our parsha. It's not us. It's not our, It's not what we're made for. Lifting ourselves up. He lifted him up even higher to the star, higher than the constellations. This is what the lesson of Lehabit means, looking from above to below. Bless you. We're just going to do another next two paragraphs. שבין להיות בתוך המצב לבין לעמוד מולו ולחשוב עליו מבחוץ. And, and I know that this is a room of mamish heart, and you know exactly what he just said right now. He says every heart understands the difference between facing something and looking at it, or being inside something and observing it and looking at it. Everyone understands the difference. הן בעניינים בלתי רצויים, whether it's non you know, bad things that I don't want to have, שההבדל ניכר על האדם, אם נעשה חלק מהם, מכיל אותם, פועל מכוחם, where you can see that this, you know, the bad thing that I'm so immersed in has actually affected me in a, in a negative way, and others, and I'm working out of that mindset, או שנותר פרוד מהם, or that I'm separated from something that I may have gone through. מבין על עוד אותם, I understand what it's all about, and I'm free. I am free. What, is, what does real freedom mean in this context? It means that I'm free to determine how much the experiences of life are going to continue to affect me or not. Most of us are still under the assumption that we don't really have that freedom. But anyone today that's in the world of like inner healing and all this type of work, that is coming out, which is so beautiful, and sometimes we have to be a little bit cautious of it because we have to make sure that it's really aligned with everyone that's in this parsha understands and knows that this is what people are really, really looking for. You know, there's a, 
there was a, a few, there was a bunch of yeshivas and, and some semin- and a lot of sem- seminary students here this, this last Shabbos. There was, there was a lot of people here on Shabbos. I don't remember, besides Hashanah Rabbah, the shul being this full. There were a lot, a lot of people. And I got to spend a lot of time over Shabbos, throughout Shabbos, with, with a bunch of different groups that were here. And because of the matzav that we're in, obviously, so it's, it's much... It's much more, I have much more, I feel much more free range to really just not, you know, not, not care at all about who's ready to hear, in, in, a, in a good way, meaning not, not so nervous, because I, I see everyone's hearts is, is cracked open. So if it's open, it's like, oh, so you just, you know, you have to take advantage of that and go right, go right to there. And I saw, so, and I've been in touch now with a bunch of those kids from over Shabbos that are texting me, because they want to understand what, what happened to them when they were in shul. Because these are kids that are usually completely absorbed with text. And, and holy text, not, not bad text, not Mile de Alma. Like Mile de, again, Mile de Alma means like you said dinner and, 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 and uh, bat mitzvah, but Mile de Alma just means kilo, whatever, things of this world, nachon. It's what I say, and that's why like more and more of this type of Torah is like I called one of their. Gdolim from their yeshiva after Shabbos. And I said, I want you to know something. After spending time with your students, I've never in my life been more, in, what's the right word, invigorated? Infused. Huh? Infused. But like determined, I guess, is, is better. Like, I've never felt more determined to continue the exact mahalach that they still don't know of yet. <laughs> Ever, in my life, in my life, I've never, I've never had that sense before, like now, because when you look into their eyes, they want live, they want heart, they just don't know how to ask of it, because they've never been given tools to do separations, like, kind of like what this tzaddik is about to give us over here. They just don't know that it exists. They have no idea that it exists. Said, "Mamish tmimim, such tmimim, precious, holy, holy." Holy, holy guys, girls, like all of them, all of them. And it, of course it is changing more and more. But whatever the, the, the speed was of the change, it has to, whatever, if it was like 1.2, you know, they don't have, they don't have on WhatsApp at least more than 2.0. Now it really has to be accelerated in like levels we never, we never imagined before. Because the heart, why? Half of the avodah is to crack someone's heart open. But if the heart's already cracked open, you have access now. If you're going to talk the same way you talked before Simchas shame on you. Mamish, you're doing a... Mamash, you're playing with neshamas. Chalila, chas v'shalom. God forbid. God forbid. I'm saying this to myself. Whatever, to, to, to anybody that has access to neshamas. Crazy. Now we have a chance to be part of something so much bigger that none of us would have ever chosen on our own to be part of, and yet there was a bigger there was a bigger hachlata that, that came down to choose this, right? To be able to have the wisdom and the strength and the hadracha, the guidance to understand how to choose what's really good. First of all, how to know what's really good for me and how to choose what's really good for me is chofesh. That really means to be out of Mitzrayim. Now, as an Am, 
we, we've chosen it on the level of Pnima to do what's best for us, to be close to each other. We know that's what's best for us. We know that's what's best for us. To love each other, to not judge each other. We know that. We're, that we know. But we still are in Mitzrayim when it comes to the world. We haven't yet figured that one out. It's still, it's, it hasn't, we're still like, betocha'am, we're me'ala kochavim, to a certain extent right now, right? Aval, our job is to be an or la'amim, to be a light unto nations, another term that's been hijacked, like tikkun olam or nekama, all these words that have, we're, 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 we're rediscovering their definitions. To be an or la'amim, you have to be in, first an or, if you want to be a light unto nations. You have to actually be light. And therefore, the avoda that we're going to be seeing right now, of this Bechira of choosing what's good for us, has never been more crucial. I'm just going to do one, one last paragraph. Gam be'inyanim nichsafim, kegon matzavim shel dvekut ba'ashemit barach, also with very desirable matters, like dvekus and Hashem, kayam ha'evdel ha'gadol ben shnei ha'malachim anam. Also, the, 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 the differentiation between these two mahalchim, between these two ways, is very clear. But when it comes to holy matters, the opposite is wanted. Meaning, what's the opposite? Before we said, when all the negative stuff comes up, I need the koach to choose to take myself out and observe. But like Rabbi Riskin had said many times, and anyone that I've, I've heard this from so many people, is that shul and Yiddishkeit it cannot be spectator sport. So therefore, when it comes to Kedusha, don't ever go outside of it and observe it. You know, and then like wonder, how, what, what exactly is it? You have to be fully in. Fully in something. There are those that come to Shul to see, to look at these freaks at Shirat David. <laughs> at a certain point, they get consumed by it. With one hug, it's fine, right? Amen. But, right? So that, uh, that it's, it, there's both ways. How beautiful, how big, how great is the difference between someone that Shabbos has become, how did you say me'ura? Esther, what's the right word? What's that? No, it's, it's, with, an, it's with an ayin. It's more. Huh? Enmeshed, yeah? In a person's soul, and deep in a person's soul, benasa kulo lemetziut shel oneg vedvekut, and Shabbos becomes a reality of pleasure and vagus. To those that Shabbos is more the seventh day of the week of rest, but it's not Shabbos. This is already a much longer parsha, but you know exactly what you know. You know exactly what we're talking about, like. All in means that the reality that of, 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 of the seventh day of the week has nothing to do with a person that for them, it's the day they don't have to keep on doing the stuff they do on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. 
right? So in those situations, he says, we have to learn how when it comes to Kedusha, to work towards choosing to reach a place of being fully absorbed in it. But when it comes to the places that are counter to that, I have to learn exactly how to walk the other direction out of it. And that's what really we're busy doing in this world, in a nutshell. So Bezrat Hashem will continue from right here next week, uh, yeah, next week on Thursday morning. It should be good news and Mashiach now. Amen.